Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Tuesday, July 20th, and Wednesday, July 21st of 2021. You guys, I don't know what I was expecting, whether I was expecting it to be like a busy few days or what, but I think we're going to have a probably fairly short episode. I'll fangirl in the Belgian section, and then we'll talk about the rest of Cornwall week in the UK, uh, and then we'll just run down basically the meetings that have been happening in Spain, but like not go into a lot of detail. Uh, so I'm thinking like 20, 25 minutes again. I don't know. Um, I will say um, I am still doing an episode tomorrow. Uh, That'll be a specific episode focused on um, the 10th anniversary of the terrorist attacks in Norway. Um, Just a reminder that that is going up tomorrow. Um, And that's just something that I feel is really important to do. Um, And so we'll be doing it. Also, it's a way to separate out those events in case people don't want to listen to them. Um, You know, if it's triggering or anything like that, I want to be cognizant of that as well. Um, So, we are going to jump right in uh, with the Belgian royal family. the past two days have been kind of these polar opposite days. Um, So Tuesday was um, declared a national day of mourning uh, for the victims of the horrible floods that rampaged Western Europe last week. Um, Germany and Belgium were the countries that got hit the hardest, um, but it did affect the Netherlands and Luxembourg as well, um, but it was really horrible in Belgium. Um, I don't know Belgium's specific numbers, so all the news that I have read on it um, is very much like collective. Here's how many are dead. Um, I haven't read any Belgian news sources. I've read U.S. news sources on that. Um, but it's, it's just, it's awful. Um, and so yesterday was, the 20th was declared a national day of mourning, um, by the Belgian government. So, um, at noon, a minute of silence was carried out throughout the country, led by, 
King Philippe, Queen Mathilde, and the Prime Minister. Um, and then during that same time, uh, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde met with uh, first responders and families of victims um, and just really spent time hearing their stories um, and just spent time with them. Um, so that was the event yesterday. Also yesterday, um, the every year on Belgium, on Belgium's National Day, uh, King Philippe will record a speech that is shared um, where he will talk about kind of the year. So it's, it's really interesting because it falls so right in the middle of the year. Um, so basically King Philippe is doing an, a televised address like this every six months. Um, cause he does one, I believe his is on Christmas Eve as well. Um, so in exactly six months, we'll hear him again. Um, I think it's six months and ish until Christmas or maybe it's five. I don't know. Sorry. I, I'm not a person who keeps track of how many months or weeks until Christmas until December when it's easy. Um, or maybe a month, I guess. But anyway, um, so it's just giving an update on the past year since last National Day, um, really highlighting the work of Belgians. Um, of course, this year it was structured around the pandemic, but also the floods. Um, so the thing about it is this is a pre-recorded message. Um, and so he actually recorded it last week before the flooding. Um, but then of course this horrible, terrible, devastating thing has happened. So they decided to re-record, well, record new pieces of the address um, with the rewrites that included uh, the people coming together in taking care of each other during this this time. Um, and so that really that, that message carried through a lot until today. So today, the 21st, was Belgium's National Day. Um, so it is the anniversary of Belgium's independence. Um, and of course, the royal family plays a huge part in this day. So very similar to last year, this year was pared down. There were expectations of a larger national day. Um, but then because of this devastating thing, um, celebrations were parred down and changed, um, in order to accommodate the devastation. Um, so 
which is fine. Look, I, I think it's really important that that's how that happens, um, to show solidarity that way, um, I think is really crucial. So we had pretty much the same schedule as last year, um, which was in the morning, uh, King Philippe, Queen Matilde, and their children attended a Thanksgiving service um, at a, a cathedral. Um, I think it's St. Michael's is the English version. I think it, I, I think, um, I don't know. It's a very large cathedral in Brussels. Um, and so King Philippe, Queen Matilde, the Duchess of Brabant, Prince Gabriel, Prince Emmanuel, and Princess Eleanor were all there. Um, and then, so Tatum, I feel like I've talked about the, like, they happen a lot, and then I never have explained. It. They're a service of Thanksgiving in the church, um, but they're very short services. It's just a, like, a, a brief church service um, to show thanks for whatever is being celebrated. So in this case, the country. Um, in, like, the Swedish royal family... They do these to celebrate, um, like, births and upcoming weddings and um, just big events like that in the royal family. Um, and then this is what they do. Them, uh, they will do them occasionally in Belgium for events like National Day. Um, and it's just a way to thank God for the country, uh, in the case today, at least. Um, so they attended that and then everyone kind of went back to the castle. Um, and then the entirety of the Belgian Royal family, uh, went to the parade that is held every year in front of the Royal palace in Brussels. Um, that has not really changed there. It has in that there are, is not a long parade route, um, and, you know, public viewing, it's, it's on TV, you can watch it there, um, please don't come into the streets was kind of the message, um, so everyone was there, um, a lot of the attention is going to Princess Delphine, who is making her formal, um, appearance as part, as Princess of Belgium in this capacity, um, I'm just so used to her being at things now because, like, I mean, she's been to, like, a few things. But I'm still like, okay, cool. Um, welcome to the club. Um, but a lot of the attention is there. But the, the part that I want to talk about, the attention to a member of the royal family who was not actually sitting in the stands... Uh, but rather marching this year. So Princess Elizabeth, the Duchess of Brabant, was um, participating in the parade um, with a detachment unit from the Royal Military Academy. So this has been known that she was going to do this for a year. Um, it was widely known that she was going to be participating in this capacity during the National Day Parade. But for some reason... Seeing her do that was the best thing 
ever. Um, it was just really great. Also, seeing her proud as heck parents was just the best. Um, you know, I think that is something like any parent, I think, would be proud of their child doing this, right? Like, I don't think Elizabeth is special in this case because she's the future queen. Um, of course, that's a huge piece of it. But I think any parent, I am not a parent, but I would imagine any parent would have that immense amount of pride. Um, just not always on a camera. And obviously, um, marching in front of the king and queen is a huge deal. Um, but maybe more so or, or less so, I'm not sure, uh, when they're your parents. It's got to just be, like, everyone just looked so proud. Um, and it was great. I loved it. Um, so this will be her last appearance as part of the Royal Military Academy. The, her year-long course ends, um, at the end of the month on July 31st is the end of her, um, year at the Royal Military Academy. And then presumably her next steps will be announced shortly thereafter. Um, I know like when she graduated from UWC, uh, it was a couple, like maybe a month, and they announced what her next step would be. Um, and so I would expect that to come at some point, but also it's going to be summer, so who knows? Um, you know, maybe it's a gap year. Who Again, who knows? Um, it'll all come in due course. But that was, it was just really cool. Um, and then the final event, so... King Philippe, Queen Matilda, Prince Gabriel, Prince Emmanuel, and Princess Eleanor visited a couple of different um, organizations uh, to celebrate National Day with people. So last year they did this as well. Um, they visited residential care facilities um, for seniors who were in, you know, at that point, July last year, we had a feeling of safety during the summer, um, but senior citizens were still really isolated. There wasn't a vaccine yet. Like all of those things just weren't there. Um, and so they did some outside activities at senior facilities last year. Um, and this year they visited a couple of different places, an organization that um, supports individuals with severe um, mental disorders, um, like debilitating mental disorders. Um, and then they also visited the National Multiple, Multiple Sclerosis Center where um, they were able to speak with people who received care and just, again, like... I don't know if I ever made this super clear last year how impressed the Belgian royal family 
made like I was just thoroughly impressed by them uh all of 2020 and even of course this year too um but with how beautifully they they handled the pandemic and the amount of awareness to social institutions specifically um was just incredible and like it's carried through um and they aren't a family I paid a ton of attention to before starting this podcast um but now are very high up on my rankings like they are frequently number two um Spain is always number one for those who don't know it's Spain for me um but Belgium is like always number two for the most part there's a couple times they get knocked down a few times um but I just think like they just did a great job and this national day was no different um I do appreciate that even though through all the chaos of the past year but also week um in Belgium that this year's national day message was still one of hope um and celebration to Belgium and how much Belgians have come together in the year. I mean, every country has their, like, we all banded together and did this. Um, but I, I think the way that Belgium highlighted it was really amazing. Um, so like I said, I told you I was going to fangirl about Belgium. Um, but that is what was going on. They are, my assumption is basically done. Um, I actually have not checked their calendar, um, but it is very normal that their summer vacations start after National Day. Um, I don't know if that'll maybe be pushed off like a week um, due to the flooding and also Elizabeth's school schedule, Um, but it is normal for them to start their month-long vacation now. Um, But we'll see. So that is what was going on in Belgium. So now let's move over to the British royal family. over the past two days has been um, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall's visit to Cornwall, um, which is very similar to Wales Week, etc., although I guess it's only three days. Um, So for the past two days, they've taken on different engagements. Yesterday, they were on the um, Isle of... I, I think it's Sicily, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, because that might be the Italian pronunciation. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they took on various engagements there yesterday, um, including a trip to a local fishery. Um, they visited a school where Charles visited the school garden and Camilla took part in the, in the story time activity. Um, They visited the fishery and then also visited a local farm 
where Camilla was making some fudge, which is, you know, really fun. Um, also just, so the Isles are the southernmost part of the UK. Um, they're very, like Cornwall in and of itself is almost a different world than like you think of when you think of England or like than I think of. Um, I think about a lot of rain. Um, and then I also think of like the northern part where there's like green, everything, um, but very much like not what the aisles are. Um, those are very like not, they're not Mediterranean, but they have that feel. Like, clear water, really beautiful. It looks really warm. I don't know if it is, but it looks really warm. Um, it's just, like, the perfect summer escape. Um, so there were reports that last summer that, or at some point, that is where Will and Kate took their kids on like a half term or something um, while the country was, you know, not in lockdown, but like kind of where you could, it wasn't really going to be easy to leave and it's still not easy to leave and come back to the UK. Um, so it's, it's a spot where a lot of people are going to be vacationing in the next couple months for sure. Um, so that was just a really nice looking visit um, in terms of the scenery. It made my list of places I want to go, that's for sure. Um, won't be able to hit it when I go to the UK next year because those days are, are full already. Um, but they will be wonderful. Um, so it'll, it'll happen at some point. Um, okay, so that was day two. Today was day three and the final day. Um, and they were visiting Devon, which is also in the Duchy of Cornwall, but not in Cornwall. Um, so it's very confusing. I don't understand it all yet. And honestly, I'm not sure I ever will because the UK's system is so different. Um, mostly in terms of like, this is where Charles's money comes from, is where the, is from the duchy. It doesn't come directly from the British government. It's like an indirect funding situation. Um, and no other country has that. So, to my knowledge at least. Um, so I've done like a little bit of research, but still not a ton. So... First, they visited, uh, Charles and Camilla both visited the Burton on Bideford Gallery. Um, then they also visited another local farm. Uh, well, Charles visited a local farm where he met with representatives from the North Devon Biosphere Organization. Um, and then at that same time, uh, Camilla visited a children's hospice center. And then they had like a celebration at a pub um, or I think it's an inn that also has a pub, but it's called the Duke of York. Um, not the current Duke of York is just I'm just going to say that my guess is it was named for a previous Duke of York, not the current one. Just throwing that out there. 
Um, so that is what was going on there. Um, I am going to pull up the court circular for the past couple of days. While I'm doing that, I want to very briefly talk about a book that is coming out. Actually, I want to say I'm not talking about this book ever. Now, when it comes out, never. I made a decision very early on when a statement was released that a certain Duke and Duchess did not want press attention. That I w and I'm not press or anything like that. I am a fangirl through and through who does this as a hobby. I made a decision that I would respect that and not talk about them. And now I'm doing it out of spite. I am not talking about them. I am not giving them attention because they said they didn't want it. Obviously, that was not the case, but I'm not talking about it. Also, if you ever wondered where I stand, that's where I stand. They're attention-seeking, and I don't want a part of it. Even my dog agrees. Okay, so, court circular. Like, seriously, that's all I'm saying about it. Um, yesterday, uh, the queen held a meeting with the uh, with representatives from the Crown Estate via telephone, and then we had the events from the Cornwall visit, um, and that is it. Um, and then today, um, it looks like... There were some changes in, oh gosh, this one is really confusing. Um, the Queen's bodyguard, like, service, essentially. Uh, there were a couple of changes. There was a council meeting this week, uh, and because it was Wednesday... We have the telephone audience with Boris Johnson, and then we have the events in Cornwall that we've already talked about. Um, also, the day I'm recording this, uh, the picture for Prince George's eighth birthday has already been released, but it's not actually his birthday yet, so we'll save that for the next episode. Just throwing that out there, because it's adorable. Um, okay, so let's move on to Spain. There's really nothing happening in any of our other countries. Um, a couple of news things from Denmark. Um, Queen Margrethe was supposed to be going to Greenland for uh, a week and a half starting uh, tomorrow or the next day, or maybe even this weekend. I'm not really sure. Um, it hadn't really all registered yet. And then due to increasing cases of COVID in Greenland, uh, that trip has been postponed. And then also today was officially Crown Prince Frederick's last day as a member of the International Olympic Committee. So he posted um, something very brief about that and wishing luck to all the Danish Olympians. So just some news, newsy things in Denmark, nothing too uh, worthy of its own segment. Um, and also it seems like Denmark is going to pretty much start being quiet from now. Um, 
Okay, so let's go over to Spain now. Spain we are continuing with what I have to say has got to be the most boring week like of the Spanish calendar ever <laughs> like this is this is rough um and it's not like it's fine like weeks like this happen they just don't happen in Spain like I cannot remember the last time it was like audience audience audience, meeting, audience, audience, meeting, audience. Like, it's just really boring. Um, also, I just gave you the, the, like, bullet points for the past two days. Um, ready? So, yesterday, King Felipe met, yelled three different, like, audience slash meeting kind of things. Um, they weren't full on just like brief audiences. They were like, sit down, let's have a conversation about your organization's goals. So there were like three of those. Um, first with the board of directors for the Future Madrid Association, which is an organization uh, looking to better Madrid in various different ways. Um, he also held a meeting with the board of directors for the Circle of Businesses. And finally, an audience with uh, His Hispasat, uh, which is a like telecommunications company in Spain. Well, it's, it's not really a telecommunications. Um, they do satellites for communication, I think. To my knowledge, this isn't like a like a cell phone company or anything like that, um, or a network. To my knowledge, I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. Um, if it is, it's one I haven't heard of in all of my research. Um, so that was his day yesterday. And then also yesterday, Queen Letizia held a working meeting with various organizations focused on the impact that the pandemic has had on mental health for Spaniards. Um, so it was a like roundtable discussion on mental health uh, the effects of the pandemic and kind of where we're at now, um, which was great. They didn't share a ton of information from it. Um, but of course, like this is, this happens, this is a good meeting to have. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like this week has just bored me with the Spaniards. Not, not forever. Uh, the next thing on their calendar, well, kind of, the next thing on their calendar is going to be exciting. So it's fine. It's just, it's a boring week and that's okay. Um, and then today King Felipe held more audiences. So he met with the president of the Economic and Social Council, um, which is an organization that like focuses on socioeconomic issues and partners with the government of Spain to fix them. Uh, which is super important, especially now. Um, and then he also met with the 
new uh, president for RTVE, which is the Spanish, sorry, I almost just said that in Spanish, um, the Spanish Radio and Television Corporation. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. <sighs> sorry, I was definitely going to say that in Spanish and I didn't mean to. Um, sometimes that happens now. There was a day, this is such a random tangent, sorry, um, but there was a day recently where I was told something um, and like I had just been practicing Spanish and I couldn't think to say what time in English. So I said, what time in Spanish? No one around me speaks Spanish. <laughs> So I had to like translate myself, but my brain thought in Spanish first versus English, which doesn't happen very often and could literally only be done with something that's like at what time, but still, <laughs> I was shocked and also very excited. Um, so anyway, that's what was going on in Spain. Uh, tomorrow is going to be pretty boring as well over there, but then Sunday will be, um, pretty exciting. So we'll talk about that event in what I assume will be our next episode. Um, so the original plan was to do an episode on Friday. I think I'm going to forgo that plan. So an episode will go up on Friday. Um, that'll cover like all the Norway events that happen on Thursday, the 22nd. And so on Friday, the 23rd, that will be up. Um, but I don't think I'm going to record again until... Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, and then I'll have episodes go up possibly Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or we may transition to weekly episodes a week early. Um, it really just depends. Um, we'll see. Uh, what transpires next week. I've just kind of been playing July very chill. Um, every week I kind of come up with a new schedule because that's what fits the calendar. Um, I do have some plans going on for August that I will talk about when we get actually close to August. Um, even though for me it feels imminent, it's not. Um, so we'll talk about those next week. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of where we're headed. And so with that, I'm going to end this episode and I will talk to you all tomorrow for our Nor Norway special. And if you don't tune in for that one, I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fantastic few days. Bye.